Are you a doomsday scroller? Does the news or the tweets, do they make you anxious, overwhelmed, or fearful? Do you even know what a doomsday scroller is? Maybe for you, it's like doom watching the TV. It's the idea that we just become infatuated or stuck on the news and current events. And 99% of the news is doomsday reporting. It's just what they do and how they get their views and clicks. Most of us are guilty of it on a daily basis. We scroll on Facebook, we flick through our favorite news sources, and we watch the entire world on a tiny little screen. Did you know that we were never meant to do that? We are the generation that consumes way too much information, good, bad, ugly, and most of us don't have an outlet or even know what to do with said information. And so instead, it leaves us feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and like the world's going to end right now. So today, we're going to dig into this. We're going to figure out how in the world to beat this crazy cycle and what the Bible says about it. But first, I want to share two announcements really quick. The first is the Abundant Woman Clarity Sessions. They're open for you. If you're ready to deepen your relationship with Jesus and live an abundant life, if you are stuck and needing a mentor to help you get unstuck, join me for a coaching session where we walk through it, pray through it, and break through some of the roadblocks that are causing you to get stuck. Simply send me a message and we'll learn more and chat today. Also, listen to what our friend says on Apple iTunes. She says, yes, step into your full self. So glad to hear someone teaching the women of Christian faith to step into abundance and all that God has for them. Keep doing this important work and spreading the message. Thank you, Turtle Girl 1973. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple iTunes. Because of you guys, you ladies, you listeners, the Abundant Woman podcast is in the top 2% worldwide of podcasts for Christian women. Are you kidding me? Praise God. Praise, praise God. It's only really because of him. You guys just happened to leave the reviews, but he's getting all the glory and getting all the praise and doing such good things through this message. All that means, friends, I don't really care about statistics as much as I care about women hearing the gospel, hearing that they are loved, hearing that there's more for them, and getting tapped tactical ways to live out an abundant life. And so thank you for doing that, friends. If you wouldn't mind, if you haven't done that, to run to Apple iTunes and leave a quick review of how this podcast has affected you. Okay, sister friend, let's dig in. We got some work to do, friends. Hey, friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Whew, y'all, it has been a week. (laughs) It's been a year, a month in the craziness of the world, right? 
from UFOs to train explosions to earthquakes to school shootings to all of the political drama, there's enough, honestly, to last us a lifetime within these past few months. And then plus on top of that, all the things that you're dealing with in your personal life, it's too much. How in the world are we supposed to process all of this? Listen to me when I say this. We are not meant to consume all of the things, period, hard stop. But being consumed in things outside our immediate control, honestly, it's like a drug. It piques our curiosity, it spikes our adrenaline, so we keep going back for more. We become infatuated with it, addicted to it, and just feeling like we need to know. We have to know what's going on. We have to know that Europe is having issues and this place is this place and this place, right? Wrong. We don't need all the junk in our lives. We literally, our physical body, our spiritual bodies do not need to consume all of the things for everyone in the entire world, but it's there and it's in front of us constantly. So what do we do with that? First, we have to know this truth in our mind, heart, and spirit. We have to know the scripture. So if you don't have it memorized, start today. It says, I have told you these things that so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. Jesus himself is telling us, hey, you're going to have trouble, friend. But take part, take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. This is Easter week. It's Holy Week. We know the end. We know the story. But we forget it in the day-to-day of our lives. We forget it in the doomsday scrolling. And so our first little mini action item, this is a freebie, is know the scripture. If you don't know it, know it. Why? Because when I'm watching the news and doomsday scrolling, I can be like, nope, nope, shut it off. God's in control. Jesus already overcame it. Jesus died and rose again. (laughs) So we have victory in this. There's nothing in this world that's a surprise to God. There's nothing in this world that is shocking to him or makes him change his plans. He is in control. He is sovereign. His plans don't change because of human people. And so he's already overcome it. We have nothing to worry about, nothing to fear. Every time you hear this bad news, you have to know the scripture. And then also, listen to this one in 2 Corinthians. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side. Listen, hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life, friends, life is at work in you. If you're like me and you've grown up in the church, as I read that scripture, I'm totally singing the song. Uh, persecuted, but not abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won't do that to you, but just know it's an old church song and it popped up in my head. So you're welcome. Uh, this last week in Nashville, I saw this scripture come to life in the darkest of dark situations in the most heartbreaking of times, Jesus was glorified still. And how from his people, people choosing to skip the bashing and hating, skip the keyboard warriors, the hateful speech, all of it. And instead, be tangible hands and feet of Jesus. 
from GoFundMe donations to meal trains to supplying donations for funerals to fundraisers all over the city to writing cards to people involved into our first responding heroes and tons of prayer. Why did they do this? Because they knew that God is still in control and there's hope even in the darkest situation. We have to know that we are fighting a battle that he has already won. Victory is his, which means that victory is ours. We get to walk in victory despite circumstances. So friend, let's talk. How do we keep moving on? How do we be a light amidst the crazy? First, I want to ask you a question. Is God real to you? You're probably like, see, I'm duh. Like, I wouldn't be listening to this. I'm a Christian woman, of course. But I don't mean it superficially. I mean it. Is God real to you? You trust that what he's saying is true. You trust that the Bible is the living word of God. Is he real to you? If your answer is, I'm not sure, that's fine. But you need to get sure. If your answer is, yes, I am confident. I know this. Even in the horrible situations, I know that God is still real. Then our next question is, if God is real, then what? What is your response to him? What is your response to him sending his son, dying on the cross for our sins, rising again, defeating death? What is our response? Then what? We live like it. We act like it. We love like it. We don't let worry, fear, anxiety, overwhelmed, craziness of the world overcome us, right? Three words I want you to remember every single day. Be eternity minded. In 2 Corinthians 14, it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's my best tip all day, every day. Be eternity minded. Why? Because if I'm eternity minded, that means I'm not focusing on what's to happen, what's to come, what's happening now. If I'm eternity minded, I'm more soul minded. I'm more like, instead of watching the news, let's get everyone and their mom saved. (laughs) I understand that these drama, this political crap, this, the things that are happening in your life aren't just you versus that person. It's literally spiritual things that are happening. And so I'm not hating this person. I'm loving this person like God loved them, but I'm interceding in the spiritual. I'm going to bat. I'm going to war. My armor is fully tightened and guarded and ready for battle, right? The Bible shares that our focus on eternal things or being heavenly minded can actually inspire us to live a life that is holy, that is pleasing to our heavenly father. It doesn't come from fear that we're motivated. We're, we're not doing it because we're scared of him. We're doing it from a heart and a posture and a mind that's influenced by eternity, by eternal thoughts. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty nine says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we, of, we are of all men most miserable. Paul is giving us a tongue twister, but he's saying that if we don't have the hope of the resurrection or eternal life, if there's no eternity in Christ and this life is all we have, if this life is all that we are focusing on because there is no future in eternity, we are definitely miserable. We are definitely miserable people, but that's not the case, right? And we know this. 
God wants you to know that you are made for eternity. And there is a bigger picture to see your circumstances, whatever they are, and they can be anything might feel suffocating. It might feel dark. It might feel lonely and isolated and small, but you were made for eternity. And there's a bigger picture to see. You were created for eternity. You have eternal purpose. So maybe you're with me and you're tracking and you're like, yes, Sam, totally. I get it. Eternally minded. But how in the world do I do this? You guys, let's just dig right in. If you have questions and you want to talk about like what it means to be eternity, message me. Let's talk about it. But we're going to dig into four ways to practically do this. One is to protect your mind. Feed it with the good stuff. Don't despair. Don't get overwhelmed. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your mind on the things above not on the things that are on the earth. Yes, evil is powerful, but Jesus is more powerful. Yes, Satan prowls about like a roaring lion, but Jesus is the great lion slayer. And I tell you, and Matthew says, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Did he say hell wins? Nope, sure didn't. Did he say we have something to worry about? Nope, sure didn't. Jesus encouraged Peter that the church would not be overcome and would even stand against hell itself. Friends, we have already won. We win. That's it. That's the list. I wish, honestly, as I'm saying this, I'm like, Sam, please stop. I wish it was that easy. And this isn't like, okay, we won. Now we just sit down and we get to eat chocolate and bonbons and watch the world pass by. That's not what I'm saying. So don't get it twisted. I'm saying... That we have to protect our mind and part of protecting our mind is knowing that the outcome is already taken care of for you. You're victorious. So we get to train your mind to think like a victor by getting in the word of God. You cannot stand on his promises if you don't know what they are. You cannot claim the identity of Christ if you don't know who he is. You cannot differentiate between good and evil if you don't know that he's actually good or if you don't know what's good and what's evil. <laughs> like the Bible tells us, right? And so if you're already doing a devotional every day or spending time in his word, great job. Seriously, so proud of you. Great job. But, or in addition to, whatever, let's take it deeper. Start digging into scripture. Start reading about historical content. Start word digging or just spending more time with him. If you do not spend time every day, every single day with him, start it now. I love you, sis, but this is your big sister who loves you so dearly talking about. So quit playing. We miss the time to be lukewarm of wishy-washy. It is too serious to be messing around now. Like, you either need to be in or be all the way in. I'm not going to tell you to be out because that's silly. I want you to be in all the way in. I want you to have this time with God because I know from personal experience and watching hundreds and thousands of lives, you cannot have an encounter with a God mighty God and leave unchanged. You cannot spend time in his presence and leave unchanged, right? And so it's not time to be wishy-washy. My feelings feel like this, even though it goes against the word of God, or everyone's talking about this thing or politicizing this or doing this, but the word of God is clear on it, right? There's no time to be wishy-washy. I say that with all the love in the world, but I want you to also hear me when I say I, this should be a thing of a relationship like we talked about last week, not a checklist. This isn't a Christian checklist. Check. I read my Bible for 10 minutes in my special Devo. No, this is, I have a relationship with God. I'm spending time with him, whether it's worship, prayer, Bible, or talking through him to him all throughout the day. Relationship. We read the Bible to learn about who God is, 
his character, who he says we are. So if you're not doing that every single day, I can't encourage you enough to do it. Now is the time. You can't have the word of God come from you if it's not in you to begin with. So friends, we talk about it all the time here, but let's get serious. Let's let's protect our mind by putting good stuff in our mind. Let's protect our mind by knowing what's good and what's evil. Let's protect our mind by knowing that he's actually victorious and he's overcome. Let's protect our mind by learning about who Christ is, what he's done for you, and the characteristics of God. This is all good, good relationship building, but it's work and we have to do it. Number two, we talk about this (laughs) all the time here at the Abundant Women Collective too, but you have to know who you are in Christ, the power in you, your identity in Christ. Just like we talk about being in your world all the time, we also talk about this because you are a force for good. Hell should be afraid of you. Like you're not afraid of hell. It's afraid of you. Why? Because if you're operating in the spirit and your identity in Christ, you are operating in the power that is in you. Friend, I am so sick of this lie that culture is telling you. Like we can't even, the culture world people cannot even identify what a woman is. They keep telling you what you should be saying in front of men or not be saying amen, who you are in the church, not in the church. They keep trying to diminish your authority and power, not because you're a woman, but because of who God is in you. You need to understand that. So when the enemy comes with his stupid lies, trying to tell you who you are, you can be like, joke's on you, Satan. I know who I am. I know that instead of being a victim, I'm victorious. I know instead of being wounded, I'm a warrior. Instead of being oppressed, I'm free. Instead of lost, I'm found. Instead of fill in the blank, I'm a child of God. When you know who you are in your authority, you're not messing around with petty stuff. You understand that the Bible isn't between people, but it's between spiritual forces. You understand that you have the authority because of who Christ is in you to heal, to rebuke, to deliver, to intercede, to stand in the gap for those hurting. You get to love God and love people. But when we don't know who we are, we're wishy-washy. We're tempted by the world and trying to live up to its standards, which are faulty, disgusting standards. We fall into temptation. We let the enemy beat us up time and time again. We're fearful of what's happening and what's to come. Did you know that fear is listed over 300 times? I think it's 365, but over 300 times in the Bible. Friend, if God even said it one time in the Bible, it's so important. Imagine him saying it over 300 times. You think we'd get the picture, right? It, that means it's way crazy important. Do not fear. When we know who we are, whose we are, and the authority we have of Christ in us, the craziness in the world, it's still here and it's going to get worse. Sorry if you haven't read Revelations, welcome. But our hope and our eyes are all on Jesus. It's all about him. He gives us the strength to walk through this life. He gives us the the hope to shine to other people. He gives us the authority. He gives us the peace that surpasses all peace in the most horrific circumstances. It's all about him. How do you figure out who you are? You open your Bible. You read about who God is and then who he says you are. And then you trust it and you believe it. And you walk in it, even if it's by faith, you walk in it. 
in the show notes below, there's scripture cards. You can get on my email list. You get the scripture cards for free. And I post those all over my house because there's times where my mind just isn't right. And I have to take these thoughts captive. And I take the thought that says you're worthless. The world is going to end. This sucks. And replace it with, actually, you're a daughter of the Most High King. You are, have no fear, right? All of these other scriptures to replace the lie with. You can also, like we talked about, book a coaching call with me. And we'll dig deeper into this because it's so stinking important. Number three, turn the junk off, literally. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I, it's so funny that I, I quote the scripture a lot to my kids and to my family <laughs> because there will be times like where my kid will do something crazy and I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? And they'll be like, well, I'm just angry. And I'm like, baby, what's in, what are you angry in your heart? No, Jesus is in my heart. Hmm. But what comes out of you is what's in your heart. So Let's talk about, right? And we deal about what's in our heart. And it's this whole conversation, but so many times too, even I feel like this. I This is so funny, you guys. But, and I think I talked about this on the episode with Kayla, but one of my like, before I was fully in with God was gangster rap music. I like hip hop music. I used to dance. I think it's so fun. And so now I listen to Christian hip hop, but it'll even like, sometimes we used to like go on date nights and we would listen to like old school music and some of these songs would come on and I would know all of the lyrics to these songs, you guys. Like, why is there a section in my brain full of lyrics that will never be useful to me because I can't sing? Hello. But like, I will know all the lyrics and I'm like, dang, that just came up out of there. But it was because I had it memorized. At one point I knew I was that. And then my, like, I would slip and cuss or I would do something like that would trigger my behavior to change a little bit. Something silly for me, like listening to music would trigger my emotions to be different or my words to be different. And I had to like completely cut it off, cut all of it out and not listen to gangster rap, obviously, but not listen to it anymore because it just, it changed me, which is, it's something simple like music. And for me, it had that effect on me. So I don't listen to it anymore, but it was also what was in my heart. That's what would come out of my mouth. I knew those lyrics they came out of my mouth. Does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. But I want you to legitimately cut it out like I did with the music. Turn it off. What you can do with this, turn off the news, turn off Twitter, turn off Facebook. If doomsday thing scrolling, if doomsday scrolling is your thing, stop scrolling. (laughs) If you watch news before bed and then you go to bed anxious and mind's wandering, turn off the news. There's apps to limit our time online apps you can download on your phone that give you a time limit and you have to have like this code to enter it. Like there's all these things, right? Facebook Eradicator. It's a plugin I have on my laptop that when I log into Facebook on my laptop, I can't see the feed at all. I don't see anything except for like the outside. So I can go to my group and spend time in the group and do the things that I need to do without the drama. If you are someone who reaches for your phone first thing in the morning, put it in the other room. Don't look on Facebook until you read your Bible. Like there's all these habits you can do. If you do read your Bible on your phone, switch to a physical Bible. If it's a temptation in any way, get rid of it. Whatever it takes, get rid of it. I don't care if you're Aunt Sally from Tennessee and you never see her and she's a thousand years old. She wants to see pictures of your babies on Facebook. If Facebook is a trigger for you, I don't care. Send your Aunt Sally some snail mail and write her a letter with the kids in it. Get rid of it. 
I don't even care if you run your business online, so do I, and you're, you have to be on Instagram or Facebook, schedule your content out so you're not online. Put boundaries around your social media access so you're not tempted. Uh, my friends at one point would be like, Sam, your kids are in a bubble. And I would always be like, I hate this reference. They're not in a bubble. The bubble pops. <laughs> so instead, it's a greenhouse. Create a greenhouse around yourself, your mind, your family, your community. Greenhouse is a place that protects the plants inside. It creates an environment for those plants to thrive and grow. It keeps predators out, but it isn't exempt from the rest of the world. It's not living off in its own island. It's just protected with it, from it, protected from the world, not taken out of it, right? Do the same with you and the ones you love. If it's a temptation, get rid of it. Stop watching it. Number four and final one. Share the good news and love others well. In 2 Corinthians, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. What? So we fix our eyes on what is seen, but not what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. If we're constantly outraged, disgusted, discouraged, panicked, anxious, overwhelmed, scared, fearful, then we haven't really honestly come to grips with the Bible's grim description of the world. And we're not fully trusting in our coming, conquering, reigning king. Yeah, it's bad. Yes, it's going to get worse. But the gospel will continue to triumph. Jesus will remain on the throne. And Jesus will finally rid the world of all wickedness when that day comes. But until then, it doesn't say live in fear. It doesn't say hide your light. It doesn't say go live in a commune, even though you really want to buy goats and pigs and go do that. It doesn't say do that. (laughs) It says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us a light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. If we are constantly doomsday, then where does the light shine from us? If we are panicked about the future, then how are we showing people that hope is coming? God did not send his only son to live a perfect life, die a sinner's death for us to be afraid, for us to be panicked and worried. That's not why he did that. Jesus didn't save you from your sin. He also saved you. I'm sorry. Jesus didn't just save you from your sin. He did save you from your sin, but not just that. He also saved you from the power and the fear of death. Death has no grip on us. It has no sting, right? So we get to live like that. Rick Warren summarizes it like this. In John 19, 30 says, as Jesus died on the cross, he shouted, oh, I cannot say this. And I'm so sorry. Forgive me if you speak this Greek to tell us day. I don't know. It's a Greek word and it means it is finished. It was his battle cry. It is finished is the shout of a victorious conqueror who says, I have defeated death. I have proven to you that you don't have to be afraid of death because I'm going to come back to life. I am the resurrection and you can be resurrected by believing in me. Death is not the end. You don't have to fear it anymore. Let us be light bearers, hope bearers, people who know the world is grim and shine Jesus's love and light to everyone we meet everywhere we go. Let us point people to the Christ because he is the only way the only hope, and the only source of true peace. Let us be women who love people well, 
who pray and intercede on their behalf and who are tangibly the hands and feet of Jesus. Tangibly helping people during dark times, kind of like we talked about in the beginning with Nashville. There are people that are spreading the hope of Jesus in the worst circumstances. They're being representation of Christ. And when they're doing that, it also helps us to remember that his goodness is here. There is still goodness in the world because of who we are. Like we get to be that goodness. And I don't want you to forget it. There's also something so powerful about serving others and loving others. Like maybe you can, but I feel like you can't go serve the homeless and be like, woe is me. My life sucks when you're literally serving people who don't have a place to live. You know what I mean? So there's also benefits for ourselves in giving and in sharing the good news and loving others well and tangibly being the hands and feet of Jesus. That's not why we do it. It's just a bonus for us, really. So let's recap. We are going to remember these three words, <laughs> be eternally minded. To do that, we're going to get in the word of God, know who we are in Christ, turn off the junk and create boundaries and share the good news while loving people well. Friend, I pray this blesses you so stinking much. Like this message has been on my heart for months now, actually. And I'm praying that you are able to put these practices in place because I promise you it's life-changing. I promise you it's world-changing. We will pick up with some Easter story on Wednesday. But until next time, friends, see ya. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.